Hey guys, Scals here, joined tonight by Nate. We are introducing a new segment that we are um, starting to do. It's called our Career Retrospectives. But before we get into that tonight, we're going to have a moment of silence for uh, Kevin Nash's son, Tristan, as well as Sarah Lee, who both have recently passed away. Thank you guys, and I just want to introduce who we will be doing tonight. That's right, we're doing Dolph Ziggler for our first show. Nate, how you feeling tonight, man? I'm doing pretty good, how about yourself? We're also joined by Shadow, who's sitting in the shadows tonight, uh, perfect with his name. So, Shadow, what's going on? Uh, trying not to die of this cold, but I'm here, and dedicated, so we're here. <laughs> So we just wanted to welcome everybody tonight. Um, we have a rundown. Nate, since this was your brainchild, I'm gonna let you take the wheel. Uh, hi everybody. Hope everyone's having a great night tonight. Uh, we're kind of, as Scal's mentioned, we're gonna be doing something a little bit new here tonight. Um, hopefully, it's something that we end up doing on a regular basis. Uh, we're gonna see how it goes. Um, we'll love to take suggestions from you guys too, as the you know as the segments go on. Um, so basically what we're going to do is we're going to take a different superstar each time we do this segment and we're going to dive into their career from the beginning to where they are now or if they're retired when their career ended, what's, you know, so on and so forth. Um, today, we're going to actually take on somebody who has pretty much embodied WWE for a very long time. He has been, I mean, he's been more or less on WWE's main roster for 15 years. Um, and I'm talking, of course, about Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler is a guy who he's been kind of polarizing at times. So he's had a very roller coaster career, so I figured this would be a great way to start this kind of segment off is with somebody who has had such a roller coaster career like Dolph Ziggler. Um, any thoughts from you guys before we kind of dive into this? I mean, Ziggler's been a workhorse with WWE for many yeah. years. Very underrated, in my opinion, as a lot of people believe as well. Um, I mean, yeah, he's gotten a couple of world titles and stuff like that to his name, but that man, I would put up there with Seth Rollins and stuff as workhorses. He doesn't get enough recognition for what he's done in his career with WWE. It's he's the one of the most consistent ones that you can have out there. He rarely gets injured. He's actually great on the mic, and it's just like he's. He was the total package, and he was always compared to being the next generation Shawn Michaels. And it's like he fit, he embodied that, and he definitely did not get everything he deserved within his career so far. Uh, I definitely, I could definitely concur with that. Um, so we'll kind of dive into his history really quick before we get into a little bit of a roundtable discussion about him. Um, a lot of people don't know this actually, but Dolph Ziggler did have an amateur wrestling career at Kent State University. He actually was the all-conference champion three years in a row. No one else has ever done that. Um, so he does have that amateur wrestling background that, that we love to see in WWE. Um, you know, guys like Bobby Lashley, guys like Brock Lesnar, guys like Kurt Angle come in and they are, they just hit the ground running. Dolph Ziggler did the same exact thing. He just wasn't built like them, so he didn't get that push to the moon right away. Um, when he signed his developmental deal with WWE back in 2004, they sent him down to OVW, uh, which was 
WWE's former developmental brand. Um, you might remember him when he made his main roster debut as Nikki with the Spirit Squad. He came up with the Spirit Squad, and they feuded with DX. They feuded with Piper and Flair. Um, they won the, ta the tag titles under the Freebird rules, so any one of them could, you know, defend it in any given night. Um, I say the Spirit Squad run was actually a little bit underrated because they were a lot of fun for what they were. I completely um, agree. But that feud with DX was so much fun, and it had no reason to be. Um, does anyone have, like, a favorite Spirit Squad moment or match or something like that? Before Scales goes, I absolutely hated the Spirit Squad through and through. I did not like them. <laughs> I thought it was a waste of time on my TV. I didn't pay no attention to them. I hated every segment they were in. So I have no opinion on this. They're just, they were just <laughs> trash in my opinion. Hey, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I just love the way that they just, like, were dancing on the stage, doing all crazy things. And it's just, like, something you didn't normally see within WWE. Like, you had a cheerleading squad, almost, so right. to speak. And it just made him different, and it made him stand out. And look what happened to it for Dolph. He stood out the most out of everybody that was there. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> they tried to uh, they tried to give the ball to Kenny Dykstra after the Spirit Squad broke up, and he just kind of... I mean, whether it was backstage mm -hmm. politics or whatever, he just wasn't that interesting to me. Um, and then, you know, a couple years later, after they break up, Dolph Ziggler is back from OVW, and he is Dolph Ziggler. He's no longer Nikki of the Spirit Squad. Um, I mean, the Spirit Squad always seemed like a, a kind of like a vehicle to push forward a DX reunion that no one really wanted, but... I mean, I guess everyone wanted it, but it wasn't really necessary, but it was still a lot of fun for what it was. And a lot of the best moments that involved the Spirit Squad are because of DX. Um, when they were, when they had the little people as DX, that, or as Spirit <laughs> Squad, that was really funny. Um, and I actually really enjoyed their match on Saturday night's main event that year. It was a five-on-two handicap match where every time someone got eliminated, they were put in that cage. Um, I thought that was a lot of fun, too. Um, that just but that goes to show the trust that Triple H and Shawn Michaels had in those five men because they don't just start a program with anybody, especially those two men. Oh yeah, and they were definitely good workers for what they were. I mean, they they had some really entertaining matches. It's just their characters. I get why everyone hated their characters, but as a ten-year-old, I thought it was the funniest thing in the world. That's fair. But I still don't like them. <laughs> That's <what they're> all. <laughs> so, a um, couple years after, I think DX sent them back to OVW in like a cardboard box or something, if I remember correctly. Um, <laughs> but Dolph Ziggler comes back a couple years later, and he's almost pushed to the moon instantly. Um, he gets paired up with Vicky Guerrero. He ends up being handed a world title. Um, I mean, that was honestly just to put Edge over in the end anyways, but still, it was what it was. Um, since coming to the main roster again in 2008, I think it was, 2000, yeah, 2008, um, he's a two-time World Heavyweight Champion. He is a two-time United States Champion. He's also a six-time Intercontinental Champion, which is good for third all-time behind Chris Jericho and The Miz. And it's tied with Jeff Jarrett and Rob Van Dam. That's pretty good company, if you ask me. I mean... His his history has is like a Hall of Fame career. Like he has the the accolades to be able to say that he will be into the Hall of Fame. 
And mm-hmm. honestly, I'm surprised that he actually hasn't won more titles than he did. Right. Um, so, I mean, if you count the, the tag titles that he won with Spirit Squad, he's a four-time tag champion also. And very recently, an NXT champion, which came from kind of out of nowhere, but it was still entertaining because he mm-hmm. made it work. Um, also, Mr. Money in the Bank. Remember that? That was a great, great run for him as a Money in the Bank winner. Um, and he's even won a Slammy for Match of the Year. Do you, either of you two know which match that was? Was that The Miz? It was not, actually. Hmm. Which, great match. So it was actually for 2014 Survivor Series, Team Cena versus Team Authority. That was Match of the Year in 2014 for the Slammy Awards. Which, you know, is WWE just patting themselves on the back, but that was a great match. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but to touch on one point, not only was Ziggler a, f- a former Money in the Bank winner, he's also a part of the inaugural eight that took place in the first ever Money in the Bank match. Hmm. Right. Nice little tidbit there, Shadow. Heck yeah. <laughs> You're 10 years old, bro. I was 10 years old when the Spirit Squad debuted. Harlem. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, so now we can, now we got a little bit of a backstory. Um, I know there's a lot of young people who didn't know a lot of the backstory of Dolph Ziggler. Um, a lot of people didn't know about the Spirit Squad or the, you know, his amateur wrestling background. So now what we can do is we can kind of dive into uh, the opinion-based side of this. And that's what that's what I think is going to be a, a lot of fun. We can, you know, throw opinions back and forth and see where it goes from here. So basically what we're going to do right now is we're going to take any kind of aspect of his presentation, his uh, his character, you know, Dolph Ziggler, and we're going to rate it on a scale of 1 to 10, and we're going to say why. 10 being the best, 1 being you shouldn't even be here. You <laughs> um, so can start with the most obvious one, and that's going to be his in-ring skills. Scals, would you like to go first? Sure. Um, for Dolph, his in-ring skills, I'm giving him a 9. Because I feel like anybody you put him in a match with, and it's going to be a great match. He can carry matches, he can give the other person the lead, he could direct it. His just overall ability to be in that ring with almost anybody makes him unique. And it just allows him to better his career as well as everybody else's. And... Oh, sorry. No, nope. good. Uh, for me, it's I give him a, a 9.5. The, 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 uh, I'd give him a 10, but again, it goes to his character, though. But uh, the showing off in the matches, that sometimes it's not needed. Obviously, we know there's a whole part of the gimmick, etc. But like, there's times where he's hitting all the right strides and he's doing his showboating that causes him a match, or it drags on a match that really you feel might not need to be dragged on as long. But overall, it's a 9.5 athlete in that ring to me. Right. I would. Uh... I kind of it's hard to you know choose between nine and nine point five because if you want to give the guy a ten because when you look at his in ring game, he really doesn't have any weaknesses. He can wrestle a power based match. He can brawl. He can be technical. He can throw submissions at you. He can even high fly if he needs to. He usually doesn't, but he can. We've seen it. Um, so like the deficiencies aren't really there in terms of his in ring work, and we've seen him get good matches out of pretty much everyone he's set in the ring with. So. 
I would say a 9.5 as well because I just I feel like the deficiencies aren't there, but there's not enough there to call him perfect. Not enough iconic matches in my opinion, but not really. Again, just I, you don't see any that's glare. Not his, that's not his fault. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to kind of segue into another one of the big things that we expect out of a pro wrestler these days, and that's mic work. So. Dolph Ziggler, in my opinion, he's never he, he doesn't really get the opportunity to go off on the microphone. But when he does, he kills it every single time. Think it should have been me, that promo. I say that, you know exactly what promo I'm talking about. Or the this uh, sometimes the things you love don't always love you back promo. Like, that was during the Miz feud. Yeah, during the Miz feud. Like, Dolph Ziggler... He doesn't always hit knock it out of the park with the microphone, but when he is given the right story, he doesn't just knock it out of the park. He knocks it out of the freaking zip code. So I'd say for promo skills, I'm going to throw a seven for him. So for me, gotcha. okay, go. no, go ahead. You can go uh, for me. I, I like, I, I'm more intrigued when he's on that mic, when he has a microphone in his hand, you, you wonder what's going to be said. And depending where his character is in that storyline, how far it's developed, etc., you get some banger sound bites that you wouldn't even think of was going to happen. And, like, his most iconic, in my opinion, other than the should have been me, is that feud with The Miz when he went off, and I think it was like a five-minute almost, about why he loves this and why he does this. And I mean, most of... I mean, me and you have probably seen it a whole bunch of times because I've seen TikTok people use it and they have no idea who the hell that person is. But they're using his soundbite. Like, that is a very well-versed soundbite you can use in any context and it still rang true. So, I, I just, I'm always intrigued when he has a mic in his hand. Exactly. So... I would give him an 8 out of 10, but it's not because of his skills itself. It's because of how he's been hindered by the restrictions of the WWE promo. When he is given free reign to do what he wants and is just given those bullet points, you get those promos that he's had. It should have been me. All of those. You get those promos when he's given just the direction. But when he's told what exactly to say, that's what he's... A little bit hindered on so that's why it's dropped down a little bit for me otherwise i feel he could be a perfect 10 with the promos it all Sean <laughs> <Sean> spears <laughs> but it all depends like it all depends on his character if he's actually into the character if he's feeling it if he doesn't want to have this character anymore but when he's given a free reign promos are can't miss oh yeah i forgot to give my ranking but it's a nine Ooh, nice. Thank like you for that. the follow, P. And so, it, going back to the one that, you know, I mean, that's one of the promos we all talk about, the one with um, The Miz, when he was feuding with The Miz. That was kind of like a perfect storm, because Dolph Ziggler was, he was kind of at a bottom point in his career, too. And they knew that. I believe yeah. he was also contemplating whether or not to step away from WWE at that time, too. Right, because well, he does stand-up comedy outside of the ring, so and I know he loves that. He still and, does it. Um, yep. Um, 
So we were kind of thinking, and it was kind of in the news, Ziggler's contract is coming up soon. So I wonder if, like, you know, it was another one of those at the 11th hour or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it's called, sign the contract, and they're like, let's put this title on you because Dolph Ziggler and The Miz are two guys who have brought a lot of relevance to that IC title over the last 10 years. And honestly, they're probably two of the top five greatest IC champions of all time. Dolph Ziggler, I wouldn't put number one, but (laughs) I do think he has been very instrumental. And it helps that The Miz and Dolph Ziggler are really good friends outside of the ring also. Yeah, aren't they like best friends, actually? Mm -hmm. Cleveland boys. I just want to break away for a second. Did you guys see what Moxley did on AEW on Wednesday, on Tuesday after the show went off the air? Uh, was it? I know I did not. I guess. Depends so, on what you're talking about. Dolph's brother came out because he's from Cleveland and they were in Cincinnati, like the area. Right. So Moxley goes, "When did you get here, Dolph? <laughs> I didn't realize you were with AEW." That's funny. <laughs> The only so, thing I caught on, he go- I caught on Tuesday, Tuesday night was uh, Moxley turning off the show for Hangman. Yeah, I mean, that was a that was a rough spot. I was very surprised the show still went on after that. Honestly. Oh yeah, him and uh, I mean, they did a great job of like improvising, um, and kind of getting things moving to you know take the focus off of Paige being mm-hmm. in the. Knocked out completely. Um, Moxley and the the ref. I saw some video footage from the crowd. Mox and who, the, whoever the ref was kneeling together with their arms around each other, like praying over him. Mm-hmm. Amazing. I love that kind of thing. Like at the end of the day, love or hate these people as wrestlers, all you want, but they're people. So they're just like, like they're just like you and me. They put. They literally risk paralysis, death every single time they step into that ring. A lot more than you do getting in, you know, a lot more than we do getting in our cars going to work. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Sorry for uh, getting off the sidetrack, no, no, but I thought good. I thought that was actually pretty funny, though. It worked yeah. perfect with what we're talking about, so. Absolutely. So, we'll kind of get, oh, excuse me, we'll kind of branch away from his, you know, in-ring and promo skills, and we'll actually take a dive into his overall character work. So, like, this includes facial expressions, backstage segments, you know, connection with the audience, things like that. So we'll kind of take a look at his babyface side and then his heel side. I know a lot of people prefer Dolph Ziggler as a heel, but he's actually really good as the sympathetic babyface too. <laughs> so, Shadow, if you want to take the lead on his babyface work. Well, so when it comes to Ziggler, my most... My opinion on like babyface work is the epitome is that Miz feud because he was the babyface in that feud. He really had everybody behind him, even though he just came out probably one of the most piece of shit heel runs he's been on in the company. And I just that that's the tone is that Miz feud is that that's his peak babyface. Other than that, I, I, there's not much more babyface work because he's been such a neutral. For so long, right. like he's not really heel. He's not really babyface. Like, okay, yeah, he went heel with Drew McIntyre, but did really anybody get behind that? Yes and no. They were mostly behind Drew McIntyre when that happened. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, nobody really got behind that heel of Ziggler. And then when it comes to his heel, 
man, when he was working with, and I'm going to say it properly, Biggie Langston and AJ Lee, that was probably his best heel run in the company. And then they turned to babyface. <laughs> Wait, he, he was so good. He still is, but like, for the latter half of the last five years, I'd say he's been neutral. There hasn't really been a, a hmm and ha moment when it comes to heel and face for him. So, as a babyface, what would you rank him between one and ten? Uh, I give him a seven on the babyface. Okay, Scales. I really don't like him as a babyface. Like, it's hard for me to even grade him on it because I just never liked any of his gimmicks with it. I mm. much preferred him as a heel, and I feel like that is his character. And there's all there's like there's people that don't work as a baby face. There's people that don't work as heels, and I just feel that he has a better fit as a heel. So I can't give a fair rating on the baby face. <laughs> that makes sense. Fair enough. Um, so I mean, with Dolph Ziggler, he's a guy that got organically over, and that was as a heel. So they had to flip the script, turn him baby face, and it kind of floundered. Excuse me. <laughs> um, and I know what you mean. He's not exactly the kind of guy you want. He's not the next Kofi Mania, you know. He's not the next Yes Movement. Um, that's not going to be something that Ziggler is because people... He's so good at being a heel. That's what people want to gravitate towards is that heel side of Dolph Ziggler. And that being said, as a babyface, he does have a couple of those moments that do stand out. Um, that, you know, thought maybe they could push this guy. Maybe he could be the next top, top baby, you know, top babyface. And... His performance in that Survivor Series match is one of them. Dude had the crowd eating out of the palm of his hands before Sting showed up. And also, I would have to say again, the Miz feud in 2016, which was just otherworldly. Um, but as a babyface, I would say because of those moments, it helps his score for me a little bit. But overall, I'd put him at like a 6 just because... He's not well suited for the babyface role. Yeah, I I agree. Right, and so that can kind of bring us around to the heel side of it. We can go back around and talk about, you know, that that's a ten for me. That's a ten for you. <laughs> he just he hits all the right nerves when he's a heel. He does. I would agree. <laughs> um, scales. It's just like he knows what to say just to piss you off. Like, <laughs> mm -hmm. he's waiting for that moment, and then he'll be like, he'll throw that zinger in there, and it just it works so well. Like, he knows how to read a crowd. He knows how to work them. And it just works so much better as a heel than it does as a baby face. Right. So, I'm going to I would have to give him a 10 on that as well. A 10 as well? Really? Yeah, I just... So, you, you, you guys put him on the same level of guys like Randy Orton as a heel, and guys and like... The Miz. Roddy and the Miz. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I would say that there was, I think, one of the moments when he was feuding with a babyface Miz, he was a heel. I want to say he smacked the Miz's face, uh, dad across the face or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that was one of those moments where you're like, God, I really hate this guy. Like, what a douche. Like, you know what I mean? Um, but in, in fairness, who wouldn't want to hit Miz's dad? You watch the Mrs. Dad is awesome. I'm just kidding. Um, I mean, but, that that show is great, and it is hilarious. Oh, absolutely. He, he, um, his dad is annoying. 
But the the <laughs> the thing with Dolph Ziggler is, you know, he had that that mantra as the show off. He was really good at. He's really good in the ring. He's kind of like a cross of Mr. Perfect and Shawn Michaels in modern day. Like he's got the bleach blonde hair like Mr. Perfect, and he's got the the in ring acumen of both guys. Honestly, that he's honestly that good in the ring. Um, and I mean, there's also some things that we kind of forget about. Um, there was that short stint where he was coming out in to other people's entrance music. Oh, that was the best. That was recent. Was that was that like two years ago? It was longer. It was probably four years ago. Um, I'd have to go look it up again. I don't know exactly the dates, but he was. I thought that was just last year. I was gonna say that was recent. If you guys can find that for me, let me know. <laughs> but he would come out to like Macho Man's music. He came out to Shawn Michaels' music. You know, it, just amazing. The dude was just all time. So I would say probably a nine as well on the heel side of things. Uh, I would say nine, not a ten, but and so, yeah, so yeah. close to that perfect throw there. <laughs> and so that um, that kind of brings us to the round table, uh, just you know, the end of the round table as far as rating him on things. So overall, we got to give him a, like a score one to ten. Overall, Dolph Ziggler one to ten. I think. With everything that we've said, I would put him as an eight. I don't think he's the greatest of all time, but I think he is that next tier down, like right down from there. Well, yeah, he'll go down arguably as one of the best mid-carder wrestlers of all time. Absolutely, I would say heavyweight, but unfortunately, he's never been presented as a like right. a heavyweight category guy. Right. So, for me, overall, combining all three. Uh, categories, as you will. I'll give him a solid 8.5. Yeah, that's the number I was going to give him to was an 8.5, based off of everything okay. that he everything like he did. That. And just the way that he was able to not necessarily reinvent himself, but do those subtle changes to make his character different enough that people still were invested in him. Exactly. Um, so, I gotta ask you guys a couple of questions here. As far as favorite moments from Dolph Ziggler give me your favorite non-match moment and I will say this the one that you might be thinking of will count that as a non-match moment if if you're thinking of the one that I think one of you guys at least is thinking of um so favorite non-match moment in the WWE for Dolph Ziggler it can include as NXT run if you want it to um so one of you two go ahead so go ahead, my favorite non-match moment was when he helped introduce this man back to the main roster. Drew McIntyre. Okay. That's that's what my favorite non match moment was for Dolph Ziggler because that reintroduced him and it just made like no one like no one expected it. And it just that crowd eruption once he appeared was just mm-hmm. so good. It was just like that's my favorite non match moment with him. And that that headbutt that he throws. No one no one headbutts like Drew McIntyre. Nobody. Nope. He makes it so believable. (laughs) Shadow? (laughs) Oh, Shadow's just like, keep talking. So, um... (laughs) um, Yeah, go ahead, Nate. I would have to say my favorite non-match moment is the one... It's gotta be his money in the bank cash-in. I don't count that as a full match because it really wasn't. Although it had the drama of a full match because for a second we thought he wasn't going to win. Um, 
Alberto Del Rio was just a stale champion. No one really cared for him anyways. His match with Jack Swagger the night before at WrestleMania was meh. And people wanted something new, they wanted something fresh, and they wanted something that didn't feel forced. And so here we have Dolph Ziggler, a guy who's been busting his ass for five, six, seven, eight years at this point, you know. He went through his, he paid his dues with the Spirit Squad, you know what I mean? Comes out, and that that pop, when his music hit, unreal. That is still one of the loudest and most goosebump-inducing pops I've ever heard in my entire life. And I think it was a very well-deserved moment where even as a heel, being flanked by AJ and Big E, he got that huge pop, and that's one of those moments that helped make the night after the Monday, uh, the Raw after Mania, the big thing that it was. I mean, sure, we'd had a couple moments like Brock Lesnar returning, things like that, but that was the first like massive pop-inducing, history-making moment. So that's my favorite non-match moment from Dolph. Are we good, Shadow? Or you're you're done. <laughs> Yeah, sorry about that, guys. Okay. Ugh. No worries. Oh, mine favorite is when, My favorite part of Ziggler is when he was doing the Long Island IZ story with <laughs> with um, Matt Cardona. And I say Matt Cardona because if I don't, people are going to shit on me about it. So, well, I mean, that's what he was in WWE, so if they do, then I understand they're just that. But, but that's <laughs> like he, he was. It was allowed to display character more than you've ever seen on Raw and SmackDown when he did that. So, that's my favorite non-match moment was Ziggler. I love that. So, this is where our opinions might actually differ quite a bit. Tell me what your favorite match was from Dolph Ziggler in WWE. Shadow, you can start <clears throat> on this one. Yep. The double turn in 2013. What was it with uh, the payback event? With Del Rio, yeah. Yeah, that was my favorite match moment with him is this double turn. Very well executed. Because not many people could pull off a double turn in the same night, let alone within a short span like that. Right. Then he executed it with precision and pres like he just nailed it. I mean, it's not like it's very hard to get over Del Rio, but like. Right. Well, that's that the thing. Just, it was just great. That's the thing. The crowd was already turning on Del Rio. They were firmly behind Dolph Ziggler, even though he was a heel. It made sense. Yeah, and to also, as a tidbit to that, the building that that happened in is also the same building that Steve Austin began his journey to the top. So that's like a very uh, proud moment for Ziggler to be doing something that knowing a top star in the company did it in that same building. Hell yeah, I love that. Scales? <clears throat> uh, my favorite match for Dolph was uh, Dolph vs. Randy Orton at Night of Champions 2012. The Underrated match. It, that card was phenomenal. There were so many great matches on it, and if that was the only match on another card, it would have been match of the night. But because of the card that it was on, it doesn't get talked about nearly as much as it should. Right. And, and the feud that led up to that was just amazing how quick, like it was quick, like it was match and match and match and match after match, like, and then they find out, they finished off of this and then they went into the Safari series and continued it. 
So it was just Sorry, it was that weird. was my match. That was the one I pick. Right. I think Ziggler and Orton are two guys who just had wicked chemistry with each other. They were they always put on good matches. Um, my favorite match is often one that gets overlooked. And it happened at that really bizarre TLC pay-per-view where they had the stairs match with Rowan and Big Show and, like, the chairs match. But it was actually the ladder match he had with Luke Harper for the IC title. It was only about 12 minutes, but it was absolutely gas pedal from start to finish. Those two put on an incredible match. I put it in my top five for ladder matches of all time. And it was also a match that really firmly cemented the idea that Luke Harper could be a single star outside of the Wyatt family. And we we got to see that also. And, I mean, rest in peace to Brody Lee. Uh, John Huber, we miss him a lot. He definitely proved his worth as a singles competitor in that match. And Dolph Ziggler is a huge part of that. And that match just blows my mind every time I watch it. Yeah, because Harper does things in that match you don't think he should be doing. I mean, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, what do you think, as far as Dolph Ziggler's career goes, what do you think would be the, a low point, other than the Spirit Squad, <laughs> Shadow? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This uh, is tough, because he's had, like, almost everything was good. But I think the build-up to him possibly leaving and then turning into everything, I think the before he actually re-signed and everything went up from there, I think that probably was his low point of his career. Because he felt like he wasn't good enough. Like, And I honestly believe he felt that. Yeah, that's kind of where my mindset is there, too. Just His low point is just everything that happened leading up to what he thought was going to be the end of his career. I would say for me the low point for him was working with Jack Swagger. <laughs> no offense to Jack Swagger, but uh, well, oh, shit, Swagger, that's how he with him. Swagger is the one that concussed him, if I'm not mistaken, and made him lose his championship two I months ago. That. That's how great that feud was. Forgot all about it. Yeah, I was so upset <laughs> about that because Dolph Ziggler was primed to have a great run. And he gets a concussion, and then WWE's like, nah, we're going to take this from you because you're too injury-prone. And they put it back on Del Rio, for God's sake. Like, yes, the double turn was great. I will definitely agree with that. But I do think that was still part of a low point of his career. Um, losing the title so quickly after winning it in such awesome fashion. Uh, Del Rio was just trash anyways. Still is. Yeah. Nothing's changed. <laughs> no. What is something that you would like to see from Dolph Ziggler in the future? I do know Dolph Ziggler is, you know, he's in his 40s now. He's not a spring chicken. He's got some mileage. He's been full-time for 16 years or more. But what is something that you would like to see before he ultimately calls it a career? One more championship well, run. I want to see a main event mania and give him another run as champ. As a V champ, not just a champ, the champ. Let him prove to show him that you actually appreciated all the work he's done and given your company, uh, and knowing that this is his probably his final contract of his career. Whether he goes elsewhere, that's that's on him. 
Right. He could be Rick. He could do Rick Flair style and just keep appearing and retiring every other year. But <laughs> oh, if WWE wants to do it properly, send him out like you did with Trish and Lita. Send him out on top. Yeah, I think I think he deserves one more championship run. He doesn't and, necessarily need a run. Just let him win the belt on well, his final night. I agree. Um, one of the big things for me is. Um, Something I'd like to see from Dolph Ziggler, I would like to see a Royal Rumble win. I don't think he necessarily would need to win the championship at WrestleMania, although I would love for that to happen. I think what really did it for me was that year that we all thought Daniel Bryan was going to enter in the Royal Rumble, win it, and face Randy Orton at WrestleMania. Obviously, plans changed. Um, Batista won it that year. and But if you go back and watch that, once people realized Daniel Bryan was not going to be in that match... They were behind Ziggler. They were fully behind Dolph Ziggler until he got eliminated. And I think that's something that could be really... To be to have the fans behind you on a night like that shows how much they actually respect you. And Because they wanted, they wanted Daniel Bryan. And they got Batista. And yeah, it's kind of pissy, but... <laughs> that one still didn't make the sense of that at all. But... <laughs> it ended up being one of the best WrestleMania moments ever. I'll give it that. But they had to do a hard U-turn with it first. And they shouldn't have ever booked themselves into that position in the first place. Yeah, WWE's known to book themselves into a corner with things. I would love to see Dolph Ziggler pull a, an Iron Man performance in the Royal Rumble, enter one, two, or three, something like that, and just go the distance. Yeah, I, I, I would like to see that. I mean, at his age, it's not, like, impossible. We've seen Edge do it recently. Yeah. And so, Dolph Ziggler has not yet called it a career, obviously. We just saw him pop back up on Monday night. Um, Perfect timing, honestly. Right. (laughs) We we decided, like, two days before, let's do Dolph Ziggler for our first one. Why not? We haven't seen him in a while. Oh, there he is. (laughs) Um, Before he calls it a career, are there any dream matches you'd like to see him take part in? can be with anybody, honestly. You can take someone from another company if you want. Uh, someone who's no longer wrestling, something like that. Is there anything that you'd like to... Any dream matches you wish you had seen or could see? Shadow, you can start. No, no, you go ahead. All right. <laughs> um, so I have a few people that I would lo- I want to see him. I know he wrestled Braun Breaker already. So I had that on my list. But I, because I forgot that he beat him for the title for a moment. But I would love right. to see him wrestle um, Ilya Dragunov and Cameron Grimes. Okay. Ooh, I like the Grimes pick. Those are the two that I would love to see him in the ring against. Because I feel he can, they can both bring the best out of each other. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, okay. If I'm going off of main roster stars that he has not wrestled yet. Um, Gunther. I think I think that could be a really hard hitting good match. Dolph Ziggler selling for Gunther. Oh my god! Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It'd be like it'd be like Ricochet selling for Gunther. Yeah. So those would be those would be my top ones that I want to see. Would love to see happen. So. Mine aren't any current for WWE, but I'd love to see him go against Shawn Michaels. Obviously, that'll never happen. 
for many reasons. Right. Um, I'd also like to see him go, maybe even if the person comes here, but Jay White. I could see that. And if I'm going, if I'm continuing the brand outside of WWE, I'd like to either see him against Nick Jackson or Kenny Omega. Because any of those men, he'll put on a banger match with. Because the movement and style of them, I would have said Matt, but Matt isn't as fluid as Nick. Nick is the one up the top rope. Yeah, like it would be a great match between Nick and, and, well, yeah, it would be just overall great. But current wrestlers, I don't know. I actually, like, I actually like the, uh, I like the Omega shot. I think I, I think Ome- I think Omega and, and Ziggler could have a stellar match. Well, and pretty, I think pretty sure they're friends too. I wouldn't doubt it. Um, I think I think Omega tries to attend a lot of Ziggler's uh, comic things. Mm-hmm. But from the sounds of it, that might not be a dream match much longer. <laughs> Yeah, so, I don't know. With the rumors swirling, you never know what can happen. Right. Um, so a dream match that, <clears throat> unfortunately, we will never get to see um, would be peak heel Shawn Michaels versus peak heel Dolph Ziggler. I think those two would have torn it up. Or peak Mr. Perfect in peak Dolph Ziggler. Because, like I said, Ziggler is almost a hybrid of those two men um, in terms of his in-ring style and promo ability and all that good stuff. I think Mr. Perfect and Ziggler would have been an incredible match. Um, in terms of guys who are, you know, available for a dream match, I want to see Dolph Ziggler tear it up with Carmelo Hayes. I think Carmelo Hayes is a mm-hmm. megastar in the making. Um, and I would also love to see him with probably Nick Jackson of the Young Bucks um, or Jungle Boy. I think Ooh. Jungle Boy would be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. They would put on a clinic because Jungle Boy is amazing in the ring. He's got promo skills. He's got to work out, but he's fantastic in the ring. But I think if that let's say theoretically, let's put that match together for a second. If you're having Jungle Boy versus Dolph, you could have Dolph do all the talking, like Christian's doing right now in that feud between him and right. um, Lucha. You can yeah. easily have Ziggler carry the mic, but Jungle Boy and him could easily carry that match wrestling wise. Right, and Christian Cage is carrying that feud on the mic with a torn tricep. Like, <laughs> so since we're talking about dream matches, and I just thought of this. Shout out to to uh, Scott Hall, his birthday today. Um, what about Scott? What about Razor Ramon? Peak Razor Ramon versus Peak Dolph Ziggler. It kind of embodies what is it? SummerSlam '94. Uh, well, there was WrestleMania 10, the ladder match that Sean and Razor had. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, they had a SummerSlam rematch that year, so I think that would have been 94. What's What mm-hmm. WrestleMania are we at now? 38 was this year? Yeah. So... No, not, 94 would have only been like... No, that's... Nine. No, that's 20. No, you're right. 94 was 28 years ago. That would be WrestleMania 10. You're correct. Good job, Shadow. Oh. <laughs> oh shit! Right. Yeah, that's why I asked what number were we at, so I can do the subtraction. <laughs> yeah, I just Razor, not not Scott Hall, but Razor Ramon versus Dolph Ziggler. Now that would that would just be mind blowing because 
the similarities. You just watch Sean and Razor, and you mm-hmm. can almost imagine Dolph versus Razor. I just thought of one too. Ziggler in that spot and just superimpose him over Sean. I right? just I just thought of one too. Um, Eddie Guerrero. Oh yeah. Hey, we did see Sean versus Dolph though. We got to see that. He was known as Nikki, but we got to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they had a one-on-one match at some point. Probably some house show in like mm-hmm. Corpus Christi, Texas, or something. <laughs> Corpus Christi. That's like the worst town in Texas to have a wrestling show, and they do two there every year. Oh, so that kind of that'll lead us into. <sighs> Kind of what probably the most obvious answer question here, and that is obviously Dolph Ziggler is still active full time. He has not yet been inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, so I might as well just push this out there right now. Do you guys think he's getting in when he retires? Absolutely. Yeah, I think he's a shoe in. I don't think there's any question that he's getting in. If he's not a first ballot Hall of Fame, I don't know what's wrong with the company. Right. I mean, I don't know how I don't know how they do consider like their first ballots like i don't know what they consider how long did he need to be retired before they put him in like i don't know how wwe figures that all out there's really no rules behind it it's whenever they feel like it how long ago did taker (laughs) stop wrestling 2020 was his last match and winning this year so i think the rick flair was still active (laughs) well he wasn't active within wwe yeah he was he was i thought they i thought he left and then came back after they announced he got inducted the day before his match against Shawn Michaels. Oh, that's right. Cause he go and then that's the the memorable moment with with uh, Michael saying, "I'm sorry, I love you," and then super that's kick. the dumbest <laughs> shit ever. No, was it wasn't the dumbest shit. It was great. No, no, no. And then Ru- the Flair moment, ruined it by going to TNA. <laughs> the moment is iconic, but in, inducting him the night before, you already knew the outcome of that fucking match just with the induction. Well, yeah. I mean, Flair being like 57, 58 when that came around, we kind of knew anyways, but they just kind of shoehorned it with him being inducted the, the night before. You're like, oh, he's probably losing then. Because <laughs> they didn't want him to wrestle anymore. He still wanted to wrestle. Right. But you want to touch on Hall of Fame. He still wants to wrestle. <laughs> Can we stop <laughs> double inducting people, please? I mean, I maybe not so close together at least. Or you do it's it getting, at the same time, like. There's there's so many more deserving superstars that could go in, than having. Oh look, the NWO is going in, but you know Hogan, Hall, and Nash were already in there seven years prior. Or at least like if they're going to induct a faction, just kind of announce it. They don't have to do make a it whole a make it a whole like segment for the show. Just like this year's faction that's being inducted is the NWO, and unless so- none of the members. Unless none of the members are already in the Hall of Fame, okay, right. you can have your you can have your moment on the stage. Well, like but, the Hardys, I'm pretty sure Jeff and Matt Hardy when they get inducted, and they will be because they're on good terms with WWE. Um, really? Despite, despite Jeff's exit last year, they are actually on pretty good terms. That's what that's what the rumor mill says, anyways. So hopefully that's true. Yeah, um, I don't know about that. Jeff pulling shady shit to get out of his contract. Yeah, I do <laughs> think that they both get in. It's kind of hard to not put them in the Hall of Fame. Oh, I, I agree, but I don't think it's going to be for a, a for a minute. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but Triple H, H also, Triple H has also stated once he took over, it's clean slate with everybody. He's not holding grudges like Vince was. He's not. Why I'm, 
which is why I'm so upset that friggin' Colin Cassidy is over in AEW now because I would have loved to see Enzo and Cass back. Ugh. Did he sign I a mean, deal though? Did they say that yeah, he signed? He did. He did. Unfortunately, he's with uh, he's with Stokely Hathaway's group, the firm. Uh, yeah, dumb. I would have loved to see, but I don't think we're gonna get it because of Martha's antics with AEW. But it would have been oh. great now with the new regime that Owen could go in. Yep. To his deserving place in the WWE Hall of Fame. No, I I I think that's gonna happen now. Regardless of what happened with, regardless, yeah, you're not going to hear about it until it's announced. That's one thing they're going to keep hush hush. Right. That I don't think that will be leaked at all. Like the only person that's going to know about that is Triple H, and then he's going to make he's going to come out, or Stephanie's going to come out, and they're going to make the announcement. And they'll have Brett induct him. I'm sure. And they'll have Legends deal with them now. Yeah, I mean Brett wants freaking Goldberg taken out of the Hall of Fame. (laughs) Brett Brett has been on a tear lately. Like, <laughs> but anyways, this is about Dolph Ziggler. Let's, uh, anyway, back right off the Goldberg slander. We're going back to Dolph Ziggler. We're going to talk about the match with Dolph Ziggler and Goldberg at SummerSlam a few years back. Since we brought up Goldberg, that was so much fun. I don't care what you say. That match was so much fun. That was what, that made Dolph, that made Goldberg look good, didn't it? Like, wasn't that the, the squash match? Goldberg looked really good. And every time Goldberg would, like, his music would play and he would leave. He would be gone. His music stops playing. Ziggler picks up a mic. Is that all you got? Yeah. So he'd come back out and spear him again and then leave. And he'd do it again. Oh, it was so funny. It was a great way to help Goldberg get put over after some bummer matches that he had. So, I mean, it, Goldberg as a person is a really, really, really good person. I've every interview every person besides bret hart that's ever met him says that he's a great person not a good wrestler um but anyways um do any of you guys have anything to add real quick about dolph ziggler that you want to kind of just you know say i think we've covered most of it honestly from from my perspective at least well hopefully now with him returning on monday here we get a predominantly more of him and see him Come back and do some stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I I liked his tag team with um, Rude, the Dirty but, Dogs. So yeah. Rude is act was actually in the hospital for a while. I don't know how he's yeah, doing uh, now. He had a minor surgery, but he said he was doing okay. Okay. Because um, I would so love to should... see him back. Right. He wasn't supposed to miss any extended time. So I mean, it's um, been... I think he's just being repackaged, is what it is. And Hopefully I really hope he comes back as glorious. Because if that music hits, oh man, the oh, place yeah. is going to erupt. That, that, that's the thing. Um, back when I went to the house shows, and he was there. And that's the music he came out to. Right. The whole gimmick. He comes out to that whole gimmick. So it's very confusing. Right. I think they're kind of just gearing it back up for... Uh bringing it back because that's I mean Triple H is Bobby Roode's a huge Triple H guy Triple H is a huge Bobby Roode guy so like the the two are very similar honestly in terms of how they approach their ring game um very it's not technical but it is very methodical and cerebral pun intended I guess (laughs) um but I think I do think that um Bobby Roode will make a comeback I don't think he's gonna be a you know 
main event player by any means, but he could easily feud with main event guys, um, put, put over some younger talent. Um, and anyways, back to Ziggler real quick, because I do, I do love Bobby Roode. We'll probably, we'll have to tackle Bobby Roode at some point. Um, I don't think I'd want to. He might hurt me. (laughs) So, um, anyone who is watching right now, if you, uh, if you're watching the, the upload on YouTube, um, if you're watching on Twitch, if you see me in shadow on TikTok, leave us comments. Um, tell us what you think. Tell us who you want to see next. Tell us your thoughts on the career of Dolph Ziggler. Uh, we'll keep, we will keep notes of who you guys suggest, and we'll see how, we'll kind of talk about them, throw them together, and we'll definitely, uh, we'll definitely hit some of the people that you guys comment for us. So hit the comments, tell us who you'd like to hear, and uh, we would love to continue doing this. You want to announce? Oh, shout out. I don't want to see no day eighty nine of asking for such and such either. We we seen it the first time. <laughs> we'll, we'll take no. I don't get four hundred thousand comments on my videos. I see all my comments. Well, want to announce who we're gonna do uh, next week? Absolutely. So I don't know about you guys, but I thought tonight's show went uh, pretty awesome. Next week we will be doing the awesome one, The Miz. Nice little segue into it from. From here into him, uh, not bad from totally uh, for totally BSing that, right? <laughs> <laughs> but um, well, you, you can't be mistaken with that one. Ah. <laughs> Speaking of the Miz, have you? What do you guys think of uh, the Gargano thing, where he's teasing knowing something and be the whistleblower on Raw? Not sure what to think of that yet. I, I, I kind of like the storytelling we're getting with um, the Miz lately, especially with the Dexter Loomis angle that they got going on. Um, it's very unpredictable, honestly. So I, I don't know what to think. <laughs> I've seen people online saying that they're going to announce uh, that uh, Loomis is his brother and it's Dexter Loomis. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I that's really what, hope they don't do that. That's what I've seen people post, and I was like, please no. Oh, please, God, no. <laughs> I could see that under the band regime. Correct. That would be so funny, but not necessary. Right. <laughs> it would be, that would be hilarious, but... If they yeah. do it as a one-off joke, I'm fine with it. But if it's, if it's something that continues, <laughs> no. So, I mean, it's okay for a comedy skit and it's all a joke, but like if they try to actually implement it, I'll turn that segment off every week. Right. <laughs> so, Nate, I saw you dropped your tags in the chat. You want to say them? So, if you guys if you guys don't already follow me on TikTok, those are my TikTok handles right there. My personal page is obviously the one that's got my name on it. Um, and then the group page, the Wrestle Bros. Um, we were kind of on a little bit of a hiatus recently. Everyone had stuff going on in their lives, buying houses, moving, you know, work, changing jobs, all kinds of stuff. So we're actually, we've been congregating back together and getting everything, you know, set up to continue on like we've been doing. Uh, so follow, <laughs> follow both pages, Nate McNamara WB and the Wrestle Bros. Uh, you'll see a lot of fun stuff on there. Shadow? Uh, you can find me when I'm unbanned on TikTok at that guy, <laughs> Shadow.91. Um, I'm usually live. If you see me live, you can be sure probably Nate's around somewhere. And if I'm not with Nate, I'm usually just hanging out with a bunch of the guys in the community chatting. It's a great community to be a part of. 
Um, we recently started uh, off the top on TikTok. Shadow, what was the handle for that one? I don't know. It is, it is off the top LLC on TikTok. We also have our YouTube channel. It is off the top. And then we have um, the Twitter. It's off underscore top, the underscore top underscore pod. So hit us up. You'll be able to follow all of us, get information about when our next show is. We will be back here next Thursday again at 9 p.m. Eastern to discuss the career retrospective of Miz. We hope you all had a great evening, and we look forward to seeing you guys again soon. Thank you, guys. Peace. Cheers.